Welcome. It's Billy West Live, the podcast you're getting used to. And I'm not Billy West, but Billy West is here today as our guest on Billy West Live. I'm pinch hitting for him. In this role, I'm Doug Ireland. And Billy, it's uh, been enjoyable so far in the several weeks. I guess we're now into months of uh, uh, your new podcast. And uh, you've had certainly some uh, highlight uh, moments with questions and answers and, and guests, and certainly none more prominent than the one you just had that unfortunately has become an historic interview with our now late governor, Edwin Edwards. Doug, first of all, thank you for um, being here and doing this. We thought it was appropriate to talk about uh, the interview with Governor Edwards, uh, how that came about, uh, and then to honor his life. I mean, Edwin was controversial. Uh, he had his skeletons, he had his faults, uh, but he was also the only four-time elected governor in the state of Louisiana. Uh, we thought several months ago that it would be good to approach uh, Governor Edwards to get his thoughts on politics of the day, just his historical perspective of a uh, four-time elected governor. So I reached out to a, a really good friend of mine from, from LSU, Kyle France, who is now the chairman of the Superdome Commission. And he's good friends and was good friends with Governor Edwin Edwards. So I reached out to Kyle. Um, and we lined up an interview with Governor Edwards sometime in mid-May. Uh, turns out he wasn't feeling well, so we had to reschedule, and we ended up rescheduling the interview with Governor Edwards on June the 10th. Uh, and as you say, I, I think we were the last people to actually formally interview Governor Edwards before he passed away. But with Kyle Francis' help, uh, we drove down to his house in Gonzales and conducted the interview on June the 10th. Um, and, it, and it was fascinating. He he was engaged mentally, uh, obviously, uh, he was physically struggling. Uh, you could, you could tell it. Uh, but mentally, you know, he was sharp. He understood the questions, told a few jokes, talked to us off the record a little bit about some funny stories and things like that. But the interview I thought, uh, went very well for historical purposes. You know, we got his thoughts on the state of politics today. Uh, he commented on, uh, John Bell Edwards, uh, on president Biden and certainly gave his views on president Trump Trumpism, and just the state of disarray uh, as it relates to politics in both Louisiana and nationally. So it was a, a fascinating day to participate in the interview. I really appreciate Kyle France uh, doing that. Trina, his wife, uh, obviously assisted uh, in lining that up. But it was, a, it was an interesting uh, and, frankly, maybe historical uh, interview that was fascinating for me to conduct and hopefully fascinating for people to listen to. Well, one nuance that uh, you couldn't tell on the podcast is that uh, Edwin had just gotten out of bed. Yeah, he had, uh, he, again, we had to reschedule from May. Um, and then the story we were told the day we got there was that he had, uh, he had basically been bedridden for two or three days before that and uh, really was struggling with his strength and his stamina. But that particular day when we were driving down, we were warned that, hey, that we may have to cancel. And, of course, we would have accommodated the governor. But when we got down close to Gonzales, I said, no, come on, come early. Uh, he's up and he's feeling well, and he really wants to do the interview. When we got there, uh, they had a photographer there from the Morning Advocate, actually, taking photographs of him and his son and his, his wife, Trina. And so once the photographer left, we did the interview. We spent about an hour and probably 20 minutes with the governor, uh, taped about 45, 50 minutes. Um, once we edited it down, it was about, I think, 26, 28 minutes. Uh, but we have the tape for archive purposes. And uh, again, but he, w he had not been feeling well. Uh, I, I didn't expect him to pass away this quickly, but he, he was struggling, you could tell. He didn't have a lot of strength. Frail, but sharp mentally. 
And that is interesting. You've known him, uh, you know, not well, but you were politically aligned and, and, and involved with him since uh, really your college days. I met Governor Edwards in 1983 when he was running for, re- coming back actually, Dave Treen was a sitting governor, and Edwin Edwards was coming back running against Dave Treen. I was 23 years old, happened to be around him, happened to be involved in his campaign uh, in 1983, and got to know him. I certainly wasn't friends with Edwin, I don't want to suggest that, but I was an acquaintance. But, you know, a lot of people have written just in the last week or so uh, about Edwin's recall of people's names. Uh, he certainly didn't recall my name every time I saw him. But most times he did. That was amazing. But other people have told that story, how he had almost in photographic memory when it came to people's names. He was fascinating. He was also the type of politician, if he walked into a hotel, the first people he went to talk to were the janitors and the cooks. Then he'd go see the maitre d' or the concierge. Uh, he just had that kind of ability. He was a populist, and as I asked him in the interview. My read on Edwin Edwards always was he, he, he was a populist, but he was more of a pragmatist. He just wanted to do what got things done. It wasn't a philosophical divide, a Republican-Democrat divide when he was governor, but it was a philosophical conflict, but it wasn't necessarily party-driven. But he talked about that. So for uh, those interested, go back and listen to the podcast and interviews with Governor Edwards. I think you'll find it historically fascinating. Was there a compelling moment, either on or off air, that uh, still will resonate with you for perhaps forever? You know, what, what was compelling to me and, and, and you know, was his commentary about civil rights and how involved he had been in promoting civil rights in Louisiana in the 70s. You know, nationally, it was the civil rights movement in the 60s. But it still took a while for the South to kind of come along to that. But to me, it was interesting that the governor remembered a lot of the names I mentioned to him A.Z. Young comes to mind. Mr. A.Z. was a friend of mine, a civil rights icon in Louisiana in the 60s, led the march from Bogalusa. I mean, if you've read about that, it's a fascinating story. But to me, that was compelling to me as a person who's interested in politics and the history of those things. You know, Edwin hired the first black state troopers in Louisiana. Those were interesting things for to listen to him comment about. You know, we take those things kind of for granted now. Um, at the time, it did, you didn't. Uh, those were compelling things to me. And just to hear his comments about David Duke and his friendship with Dave Train, uh, I think, you know, especially given today's acrimonious politics that we all witness on a daily basis, to hear him talk about his friendship with Dave Treen while they were running against each other in 1983 and the fact that they remained friends until Governor Treen died several years ago. But Governor Treen visited Edwin in prison. And he talked about that, but he talked about the humanity of Dave Tree. And the other last thing that com- was compelling that comes to mind was his commentary about how we've now all become political enemies. He considered Dave Treen a political rival. But now, if you disagree with somebody, that's your enemy. And we've got to stop that. I mean, we, we've got to get past that. One thing that's compelling today and will unfortunately be for quite some time is the Ronald Green case uh, up north in uh, Lincoln and Union Parishes where the district attorney is John Belton, who is considering strongly and making all the steps toward a run for our state attorney general's job uh, a year from now. What, um, what's your impression of Mr. Belton and as well, uh, the, more importantly, the broad scope of the Ronald Green case. Well, it's interesting. Uh, Billy Harrington, uh, district attorney in North Louisiana, 
contacted me and, and it, it told me that probably I should think about talking to John Belton. I, I don't know John Belton. Uh, didn't know him before we interviewed him, but we interviewed him about a month or so ago. I was very impressed with him. Yeah, you're right. He is a district attorney in North Louisiana who's considering running for attorney general. He has the uh, jurisdiction of the state prosecution of any criminal activity that's discovered regarding the death of Ronald Green. Uh, and he talked about that to the extent that he could. Uh, he had limitations. He has turned over some of that investigation to the United States Attorney's Office in both Shreveport and Moreau uh, as they are investigating uh, the death of Ronald Green. Anybody who's seen the videos, any, anyone would be horrified and uh, shocked by what you see on video. Um, but he was very forthright uh, in talking about what he could talk about. I think that's a difficult issue for John Belton. I think it's a difficult issue for all of us in Louisiana. It's a potentially very difficult issue for the Louisiana State Police, and it could be a very difficult uh, issue for our Governor John Bell Edwards. We'll have to see how that plays out. But uh, I think a lot of people in Louisiana and nationwide are going to keep their eyes on that investigation. There are a lot of topical issues that um, transcend uh, the, the barriers of Natchitoches Parish, of, of North Louisiana, and that's one thing I like about your podcast. You, you have a broad view. Talk about how this podcast, Billy West Live, came into being, and we're talking with uh, the host of Billy West Live, Billy himself, and I'm Doug Ireland, pinch hitting for him, uh, about how the podcast came to be and more so what you want it to become. Doug, it's interesting. You know, about, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago, me and you, David Stamey, uh, had a, a radio show in the afternoons. We did a talk show for about 12 or 14 years, and we really enjoyed it. We enjoyed doing radio. We enjoyed the give and take. It was mostly sports-related, but I've always enjoyed radio. I've, I've done some broadcasting, both football games for, for college and high school. But Bill Vance approached me probably two or three years ago about going back on the radio to do a talk show, maybe have it more topical as opposed to just sports-related. And I just didn't want to commit the time to do it. Um, so then about a year ago, Bill started talking to me about a podcast. And, and he said, you know, this may fit more in line with, uh, you know, time constraints you're concerned about. And I'm still a, a practicing lawyer and have a busy life and I have several of the business interests, those kind of things. So I'm a pretty busy guy. But he started talking about the format and how we could use this podcast format. Of course, a lot of people are doing podcasts now, but he thought that this might be something that would catch on. And so we agreed to do it. And interestingly enough, the guests have come reasonably easy. Uh, a lot of people want to talk about issues or, or things, but I want the podcast to be about the guest, not about what I think. But I want to do topical things. I want to cover politics. I want to cover sports. Uh, obviously, you and I are both sports guys, but, but also science. I've been involved in brain diagnostic research for about eight years now. And we had Dr. Julian Bales, famous neurosurgeon from Chicago, on our program. It's a fascinating interview. It's on the podcast website to listen to him about the, the developing science as it relates to brain trauma in athletes. But maybe more compelling and more interesting is how that research folds into the military aspect of that. I mean, our soldiers are really struggling with PTSD-like symptoms from CTE. Uh, and so those are fascinating things I'm involved in. And so we're going to keep talking about those science-related issues. But that's kind of how it developed, Doug. Uh, and I've enjoyed it. It's been a lot of fun. I think it's educational. Uh, I think it's interesting. Uh, as we say in the bio on the website, it might make you angry. 
And that's okay. It'll promote discussion. It'll promote a debate. And it'll promote, hopefully, some positive things as opposed to all the negative things we're all inundated with now from the national media. We've got to figure out a way to talk to each other again. And we all, as Governor Edwin Edwards said in the interview, he acknowledged, he said, our politics has become where we talk past each other. We don't talk to each other. And it's an obvious problem in Washington. It's a problem in Baton Rouge. And we've got to, at the core, base level, everybody needs to start, hold on, let's take a step back. Let me listen to you for a minute. Let me agree with you on where I agree, and then let's disagree. But let's talk about the issues. So that's the idea behind the podcast. While you've had a good range of guests, I know there have been a couple at least that you've not been able to get to agree to have that conversation, and probably because of what you just mentioned. Uh, we're not thinking past the color of our jerseys or uh, what aisle we stand on that sort of thing, enough to exchange ideas. Now, as you move forward with Billy West Live, who are some of the folks or what are the kinds of people that you hope to have on the podcast in the coming months? Well, it's interesting. One of the guys I thought we were going to get back in May was John Boehner, the the former Speaker of the United States House of Representatives, a very important figure politically in the United States in the last 10 or 15 years, certainly the last 10 or 12. Um, But John Boehner is good friends with my old roommate from college and LSU is Chris John, who spent four terms in the Congress and became very good friends and golfing buddies with John Boehner. So when we started the podcast, I called Chris and I said, Chris, Boehner's book just came out. Can you see if you can get the Speaker of the House to do our show? Well, literally 20 minutes later, he texted me back. He had exchanged text message with John Boehner. I said, oh, great, we're going to get him. And he sadly told Chris his best-selling book, on the New York Times bestseller list had just come out, and he was literally doing 20 interviews every day. And so he declined, but he said for us to call him back sometime in July. So we intend to call John Boehner back. But he's one I think would be a fascinating guest to talk to, get his perspective on politics. But there are a lot of people, Doug, we've reached out to. I don't want to call any names because I'd like to you know, have them just come on and talk about things. But we certainly want a wide range of people and perspectives to come on and uh, discuss their positions, argue with them a little bit, uh, but hopefully have uh, you know, something that's educational, something that's non-confrontational, have a discussion, something we've lost in the United States. Is there a moment or a couple of instances during this process that, that you just laugh about or uh, hold on to? Yeah, when we did the Warren Morris interview on the 25th anniversary of his home run, one thing I thought was great was how Warren talked about Skip Bertman and the acronyms that Skip used with the team that Warren Morris still uses today in business and in his professional life. Those were fascinating. I mean, we've all heard the quips of Skip Bertman. He's a comedian. But to listen to Warren Morris say those things, that was fascinating. He was a great guest, and uh, hopefully people enjoyed that interview as well. Well, we're enjoying all of them. Uh, Billy West Live is a uh, interesting and fascinating entry into the podcast world, as vast as it is. It's Louisiana-rooted, and uh, you're certainly well-equipped being an LSU graduate, a uh, man whose family goes back generations in this state to uh, steer the ship, Billy, and we appreciate what you're doing and look forward to more of it. Well, Billy West Live's a great listen. Well, thanks, Doug. I appreciate you doing this, too. We, we thought it was important to capture the moment with the Edwin Edwards interview. And for you to come in and do this, I really appreciate it. And hopefully people will realize, you know, the interview we, we did with Governor Edwards is something that people should, whether you agreed with the guy or not, and he certainly had his faults and his detractors, 
but hopefully it'll might pr- provoke a little discussion, and, and that's what I hope to do with the podcast, Billy West Live, as we move forward. Whatever you say about Governor Edwards, you have to say that he worked with people, and that's what we need more of. Yeah, and, and just to finish up, you know, he, he had a really interesting discussion, particularly about how his style, you know, that his style was such where he brought legislators into the governor's mansion or the fourth floor of the Capitol to try to obviously arm twist whatever for whatever his legislation was. But how he handled people that didn't say they'd vote for him was fascinating. And that's what makes democracy work. It's not yelling at each other. It's not threatening each other. It's talking it out and recognizing, hey, you may have a different position on that issue, but hey, I may need you tomorrow on something else. To me, that's a pragmatic politician, which is what he was. Look, he had his detractors, uh, you know, no question about that. Uh, he would have first admitted, and he even talked about some of those things we were with him. But it's a fascinating interview, and I hope people enjoyed it, and I hope they'll enjoy upcoming issues of Billy West Live. We'll enjoy the next one. I'm Doug Ireland, pinch hitting for Billy West, and this has been Billy West Live.